listening to the Jesus Only Podcast with father-daughter duo Joseph and Faith. Hello, it's June 2nd. This is the Jesus Only Podcast, June 2nd of uh, 2019. This is Faith and Joseph. Tonight we're going to be talking about uh, the longest chapter in the bible there's 1189 chapters in the bible did you know that wow there's 31,102 verses in the bible and uh in that longest chapter in psalms 119 there's 176 verses that's why it's the longest chapter but uh, we're going to talk about 10 reasons to pick up your bible daily all right And if you want to, we're going to start, if you open your Bibles or if you're following along, if you're taking notes, we're going to start in Psalms 119 and verse 153 through 160. And Faith is going to read that for us. And then we'll talk about the first point. All right. Consider my affliction and deliver me, for I do not forget thy law. Plead my cause and deliver me. Quicken me according to thy word. Salvation is far from the wicked, for they seek not thy statutes. Great are thy tender mercies, O Lord, quicken me according to thy judgments. Many are my persecutors and mine enemies, yet do I not decline from thy testimonies. I beheld the transgressors and was grieved, because they kept not thy word. Consider how I love thy precepts. Quicken me, O Lord, according to thy loving kindness. Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. So the first reason for ten reasons to pick up your Bible daily, the first reason is that the enemy of your soul does not want you to be a person of the word. You know, you think about uh, our first parents in the Garden of Eden, when Satan had sought to destroy the Lord's children by questioning God's word. In Genesis chapter 3 and verse 5, the devil said, you shall not surely die. Mm. And in verse 5, for God uh, doth know that in the day that you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. See, the enemy of your soul, who's that? The devil. Does not want you to be a person of the word. Wants you to be ignorant of the word. And that's the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. And the devil was also bold enough to tempt Jesus by misapplying the scriptures. You remember that, how he yeah. showed him. Uh, all those things and tempted them for 40 days and misused God's word. But Jesus always came back appropriately and uh, stood up and showed us an example in that and how to stand up against the enemy of our soul. Because like I said, number one, he does not want you to be a person of the word. See, that gives you, that's your weapon. That's your uh, handgun. That's uh, if you're a concealed carry person, <laughs> you're not going to go out in the public arena, you know, ready to defend against the bad guys or protect you, yourself, innocent people, your family, uh, with a gun that has no bullets in it, would you? No. So the same way in the, with a Christian, you would go out in this world to defend the faith, to make disciples, to preach the gospel, that you're going to have some bullets in your gun. Mm-hmm. You're going to go out prepared and ready to go. So you got, you got to be a person of the word. So that's number one of uh, one of our 10 reasons to pick up your Bible daily. Number two, Faith's going to read uh, Psalms 119, verse 18. Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Wondrous things out of thy law. See, number two, the Bible 
is a priceless treasure. For thousands of years, the Lord has protected his precious word from extinction. Believers have died to protect it. You know, when it came into uh, existence, I think it was in the 15th century, the Gutenberg uh, Press, how they started printing Bibles back then and all the work that went into it to get it out and spread it throughout the entire world. It's a priceless treasure. Uh, your Bible is the most important thing that you can ever have. You know, when I was at church last Sunday night. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I rode my motorcycle and I met you there. Yeah. And I didn't lock my motorcycle. But uh, when I opened up my trunk on my motorcycle and I took my Bible out, I thought, well, you know what? They can steal my motorcycle. I don't have to lock it, but they can't have my Bible. <laughs> yeah. Because my Bible has highlights in it, has underlines in it, has notes in it, has year after year after year after year of my personal walk with the Lord. And mm-hmm. that, you know, it, it, to me, it's a priceless treasure. Yeah. And that's the way it should be for every Christian. You got your own Bible, you got your own notes, you got your own highlighting, you got your own scriptures. It's personable, and it's something, you know, you may have several Bibles over the years, and they all become priceless to you, and you wouldn't want to lose any of them. So uh, I even put down a reward in the front of my Bible. <laughs> if, if it's found, <laughs> well, is it this Bible or my other? I think it's my other one I wrote it in there. <laughs> if found, I'll give you a huge reward, and I put my phone number down. <laughs> That's how uh, important it is to me. If found, please return and receive a very generous <laughs> reward. Thank you very much. That's fine. And there's my phone number. So <laughs> I mean it. Yeah. You know what? I lost my Bible or somebody stole it out of the trunk of my motorcycle. Hey, I got your Bible. If you give me $1,000, you can have it back. I'd do it because <laughs> it is, number two, my Bible is a priceless treasure. Yeah. So number three, we'll go to the third point. And uh, Faith's going to read a few more verses for us out of Psalms 119. Okay, so this kind of jumps around. So first one is verse 30. Um, I have chosen the way of truth. Thy judgments have I laid before me. And then hopping over to verse 43. And take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for I have hoped in thy judgments. And then verse 142. Um, 142. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and thy law is the truth. And then 151, thou art near, O Lord, and all thy commandments are true. Very good scripture. See, number three is that the Bible is your source of absolute truth. In a day of spiritual confusion and moral relativism and intellectual hypocrisy, see, you hold in your hand a direct communication from the Lord Almighty, from Jesus, from Jehovah, who gives you a spiritual clarity and Morton certainty moral certainty and a revelation of uh, intellectual and spiritual things. I know I just said a lot. Basically, when you sit down with your Bible, you're not just reading a bunch of black letters on a white page. And you're just reading, but you're, you're meeting with a person who's communicated to you through a book. And if I want to know absolute truth, you know, where do we find that in Exodus chapter 20? What are those called? The in, Ten Commandments. Oh, yeah. You got the Ten Commandments starting in verse three. You know, those are that's a moral standard. There's a moral prescriber. You know, there's a designer. When you look at the the universe and the, you look at the earth, I mean, everything has a prescription, and God's the prescriber. Okay, so the Bible is the source of absolute truth. Number three, and uh, 
that gives us the clarity that we need, you know, to discern what's right, what's wrong in this religious world, uh, uh, to have a, a compass and so forth. So number four, faith, I'm going to read a couple more verses. All right. Um, verse 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light into my path. Right. That's a good memory scripture. Oh, yeah. And then verse 11, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Right. Number four, the Bible is your manual for living. You know, it's a, it's a compass. You know, some people go hiking in the woods, you know, and they have them on your phones now, but, you know, they still sell them too. You have a compass, which weighs north, south, east, and west. Uh, it's a guidebook. You know, it's a, it's a road map. Uh, you know, like I said, it's a manual for living. If you want to know what's, what you need to do to your vehicle or to your motorcycle or how to operate your camper, you know, usually you have an owner's manual that comes with those things. So you go to that book to find out what you need to do, whether it's just maintenance or repairs or routine maintenance, like it recommends on most vehicles. And uh, so you go to the owner's manual. Or if you're building a building, you know, you don't just build a building without a blueprint. You know, there's architects, especially in my field that I work in, you know, on every job, every project, and even to the people who build their homes, you know, there's a blueprint somewhere. Somebody made a blueprint saying this is where they want the studs, this is where they want the electrical boxes, and this is where the windows go so far from the door, and the registers for the heating and air conditioning, and eventually when you get to the finishing of the project, where the cabinets go and how far up from the floor and the countertop, how high that. I mean, there's specific blueprint for everything. Now, you can't just go build a building willy-nilly without looking at the blueprint. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're not going to have any success, are you? No. And if you wanted, to, if you didn't have an owner's manual for a car and you needed to find out what was wrong with it or something you wanted to figure out what it needed or what maintenance it needed or how to operate something, if you didn't have that, you'd be in a world of trouble. See, it's author is who of the Bible. It's the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. It's the creator. God knows why you exist and he knows the best way for you to live. And it's all outlined in the Word of God. Mm -hmm. See, no matter how much uh, money or time you spend on self-help books or, or whatever else you try to do, God's book, God's help book is the Bible. See, the Lord is the ultimate example. He loves you and wants you to succeed and only cares about your eternal destiny. That's what the scriptures are all about. It's about the Bible is a manual for living. And when it comes down to it, it comes down to three things, the creation of man, and then the fall of man, and then the rest of the Bible, the redemption of man. Mm -hmm. That's a very good thing to remember as well. If you want, if you're ever talking to somebody, you're evangelizing, you know, that's what the Bible's all about. Yeah. You know, Genesis 1.1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. You know, that very first verse is true, and it is true, then you have to believe all the rest of it till Revelation 22, 21. You know, all 1,189 chapters in the Bible. So the Bible is a manual for living. It's for when you have your ups and your downs and whenever you have questions about anything, it's all practical lessons outlined in Scripture in the Old Testament and in the New Testament as well. And I want to say one more thing before we go on to the next one. See, in the Old Testament, the New Testament is what? concealed oh. and in the new testament the old testament is what fulfilled 
fulfilled or revealed. So it's all connected. It's not like some people may say, well, I just want to read this or that. You know what? You read it all. It all dials in and it all comes down to what simple message? What's that? The gospel. The gospel. So the Bible is a manual for living. And number five, and lastly for tonight, we'll cover the other five uh, next week. But uh, number five, and Faith's going to read a couple of verses. All right. So verses um, one through eight. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with a whole heart. They also do no iniquity, they walk in his ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all my commandment, all thy commandments. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. I will keep thy statutes. Oh, oh forsake me not utterly. Good stuff. See, I that's why I like the Psalms so much. I like Psalm 73. I like Psalms 37, 25. I've not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. And it's just when I read my Bible and I read through the Psalms, you know, I know the author. There's a man who wrote it. Most of it is King David or uh, a few others that are listed there in those sections. But uh, ultimately, the Holy Spirit wrote the Bible. And, uh, you know, I read it as it was written to me. And number five, as a child of the Most High God, the King, the follower of Jesus Christ, you should keep up on all the blessings your Heavenly Father desires for all his children. That's what the, it's, it's a book of blessings as well. What's a big chapter about blessings and curses at Deuteronomy chapter 18, I think? Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. But anyways, you know how many blessings or how many promises there are? Like 7,000 promises are yours and many other people have found many more but you know what find them and claim them and believe them and exercise your faith in them you know jesus said i have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly you know john chapter 10 verse 10 he says the thief comes not but to steal and to kill and destroy you know in a couple other verses i already mentioned see the bible is full of promises and there's nothing wrong as a child of God, reading the scriptures and saying, hey, you know, I believe this was written to me. This is my personal Bible. God spoke to me through his word, mm -hmm. and I'm going to believe this scripture, whatever scripture it is, and always using hermeneutics and always using correct context, and I understand all that. But just in simple faith, you know, reading and believing the promises, making Psalms 23 your own. You know, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Mm -hmm. You know, God doesn't want us to fear. That's a promise I can claim as well. So uh, I think number five is good as well. You should always keep up on all the blessings he has for him, for, uh, for his children. So uh, there's five of the first ten of why to pick up your Bible daily. So we'll go back to the, we'll go through six and ten next week, if that sounds pretty good. Yep. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you for reading the scriptures, Faith. You're welcome. And everybody, thank you for being here. And we love you. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Yep. Thank you.